0: business relationships fail all the time, whether it is between an employee and a manager, between co-workers, or between co-founders or business partners. Despite this risk, as an entrepreneur, it's still the smartest thing for you to do, to build working relationships, to bridge gaps in your knowledge, share the burden of decision making, or gain emotional support and advice. But how do you do so in a way that helps you avoid business relationships that just won't work? Today, we'll talk about one thing you can do that will help you to choose working relationships that is most likely to succeed. This is your Startup Advantage, where entrepreneurship is considered a team sport. I'm your host, Tanya Dreder. A former broadcast journalist turned entrepreneurship educator. Every week we explore the startup world, investigate entrepreneurial strategies, habits and mindsets, and search out expert advice. Be part of it. Subscribe on your favorite podcast player at startupadvantagepodcast.com. Welcome to Startup Advantage with me, Tanya. Thank you for joining me for episode number 17 and for letting me be your guide again today. I hope you're off to a great start to your week. Today, I want to talk with you about one thing that you need to think about as a founder before you decide to move into a working relationship with someone, whether you're looking to work with co-founders, business partners, coaches or mentors, or if you're thinking of hiring employees. Approaching entrepreneurship as a team sport, very importantly, doesn't mean that you should collaborate with just everyone or anyone or the first person you meet that might just fit with what you need. You do need to choose your working relationships strategically so that you can ensure it will be a mutually beneficial relationship, whether you want to work with them for a few months or for a few years. And that will help you to 1. achieve your business goals and 2. succeed faster than you would on your own. As a founder, you are in the unique and powerful position to decide who you want to work with. Yes, you can decide who you want to work with. I've seen too often that many new entrepreneurs, they feel so much uncertainty and they're so eager to just find any type of support that they don't realize that they can choose and have power in choosing their working relationships and that they can do so strategically. And this is why I want to help you today to think about it in a strategic way so that it's to the benefit of all involved. It's the best thing for you, your business and the people who you are considering to work with. So the first question that's probably coming up for you could be, why is it important to choose your working relationships strategically? Let me explain it with an example. I want you to think of an employer you've worked for, or if you're going to school at the moment, think back to your last team project where you didn't get to choose your team members. Did everyone work together well? Did you have shared priorities? Did you communicate clearly and regularly? And ultimately, did you achieve the desired outcome or goal you were working towards? Whether that's landing a project with a client, or then if you're in the student situation, whether you received that high mark you were aiming for. For most of us, there has been a time when we've had to work on a team with someone where it just didn't work. Maybe they didn't complete their share of the work or they promised to do something and then they forgot to get to it. Or maybe they were always late in meetings, uh, they didn't make their deadlines or they just did not show up for meetings at all that you said together as a group. It could be any type of action that brought up a negative emotion for you or your group. Now the situation I described to you is actually of an experience I had when I went back to school recently and worked on a team project. We had one team member who was out of alignment with our team and although we liked them very much as a person, it did impact our ability to get the mark we wanted negatively. If you've experienced this, you will understand that what I'm trying to say is the quality of the relationship's you have with the people you work with will impact the quality of your work, your productivity and your ability to achieve your goals. So if you apply this to your startup, it means that the quality of the relationships you have with the people you choose to work with will impact the outcome of your business goals. It can even hinder your goals. The good news is that there is something you can do that can help you identify potentially good working relationships before you get into them. And that's what I'm going to help you with next. So what exactly can you do to identify your ideal working relationships? My answer might surprise you. It starts with looking within. It starts with understanding yourself specifically, understanding your values. What do I mean with this? What does values have to do with choosing working relationships? Well, when choosing who you work with, whether it's co-founders, business partners, mentors, coaches, or employees, research repeatedly shows it works best when your values align, when you have shared values. Not skills, no, It's good when there's a diversity in skills, but it's important to have shared values. Think again of the example I just mentioned, of my experience when I was working on a team project, from the little bit of information that I shared with you. Why do you think this team dynamic didn't lead to the desired results? I believe if you analyze the situation, you'll find that the core values within the group wasn't shared by everyone, which meant that the group members didn't have the same core values in common to allow for a successful collaboration or results. And it's important to note that each team member or each working relationship impacts the overall outcome or results. And that's how I want you to think about it. As a math equation, Core values plus goals equals values-driven working relationships. So if you want to have a values-driven working relationship, you need to first have core values for yourself, for the group, and then share goals that you have in common that you're working towards. So this is something that you might not have thought about before, about what your core values are. It's not a general conversations that we have just hanging out with our friends or that we really explore unless we're really focused on professional development. So to help you, an easy way to identify your core values is to ask yourself, what are the top five to ten things I care about and why do I care about it? These are your core values. Values are what we care about, and the reason they're important is because your values will always be the driving force for your decision-making. Your core values determine your priorities, your goals, and the decisions you're willing to make. Whether it's choosing co-founders, business partners, mentors, or coaches, or if you're hiring employees, using a solid and well-defined set of core values is the best place to start identifying what type of person or companies you need to work with there's this great quote by Roy T. bennett an author that says quote, "your values create your internal compass that can navigate how you make decisions in your life if you compromise your core values you go nowhere" unquote. and i believe this to be true for working relationships too If you work with people who don't share your values and it leads you to compromising your own values, you'll have no compass and your business will go nowhere, or at least not at the rate of growth that you were planning for. Examples of values include loyalty, open-mindedness, honesty, innovation, creativity, optimism, passion, family, respect, fitness, education, service to others, environmentalism, and there's so many more. Are you clear on what your core values are? Without understanding your own core values, you'll have a very hard time understanding those of others. I want to encourage you to take five minutes after this episode to find a quiet spot and reflect on this, or you can even pause this part for a few minutes if you can do it now. And don't overthink it. Write down what comes up for you right away when you ask yourself, what are the top 5 to 10 things I care about and why do I care about it? It's very common to have both personal and professional core values in your top 10. So if family is number 1 and wealth number 2, that's not uncommon. And as with most things in life, your values are might and most likely will change over time as you grow and change. So do this exercise often or whenever you start feeling unfulfilled. It's usually a sign that you're not spending most of your time on what you really care about, about what you really value. Core values also help companies to create a definition of what success is and clarifies the identity of a business. This can help you with branding. Your core values will help shape the core values of your company too, so it's important to understand what your core values are first. have you defined core values for your startup? Ask yourself, why do I care about the problem my business is solving? Values of your company can be many things, and you'll probably have more than one. It can be innovation, helping those less fortunate, or it can be sustainability and protecting the environment. If you want to build a values-driven startup, you need to have clearly defined values so that it can help drive your decisions in your business, including making decisions on who you partner with, who you decide to work with. Next time you're considering a working relationship, ask yourself, what is this person communicating about what they value, both the verbal and nonverbal? Are they involved with any organizations or do they have specific hobbies that tell you more about what they value? What does their website or social media show you about what their values are? It can even be visible in the reputation they have. What do other people say about them? There are clues everywhere. For example, let's look at the wording that I used before. I mentioned a recent situation that I experienced. I mentioned specific things like showing up late, not being responsive, not keeping their end of the bargain, not doing work that they agreed on. So if you hear that, what can you tell about me, about my core values? right? Like it's really easy to see what somebody really cares about. I don't appreciate people who don't respect me. That's a core value. If you don't respect my time and you don't respect an agreement that we came for, that's a big thing for me. So that's a clear value you can identify that I have. And if you share that value of respect, it means we can work together really well. So Be open-minded and really listen and look at what you see about people and what they care about and what they value just by how they phrase things and speak about things and how they show up in the world. You could even ask them directly if there's opportunity for it and you feel comfortable to do so. Next, I want you to write it down in a list. Then read it. And read it again. Does any of the values on this list reflect your values? When you have to make decisions regarding the direction in which to take your business, it will be crucial to have the same set of values than the people you're working with or from whom you're asking advice of. Farshad Assel, an entrepreneur and certified John Maxwell leadership coach and speaker says, quote, true leaders don't look at just the outward appearances and the selection of team members. They look at one's core values and heart. Unquote. I love that. I just love that. If you can connect with someone's core, with their values, with their heart, you can overcome any challenge that you might face in the relationship or in your business by being clear on your core values and your business's values, it will be easier for you to know when to partner or when not to partner with someone because you will know what you're looking for. You will know what your core values are and you'll be able to identify somebody else's values and see if it's a match. Now, very, very, very important. Being in a relationship with someone who doesn't share your values doesn't make them a bad person or wrong. It just means... You're not a good match. It means the relationship will be challenging until you can find common ground or if you can find common ground. It means the relationship will require a lot of emotional energy, emotional energy that you might not have as a hardworking founder because you're spending it all on your business and building this thing. It means the relationship will require work, especially if there's a shared decision-making process it means there might be a lot of misunderstandings. If you're already in such a relationship, be encouraged that you can still make it work, but do know that it will take time and hard work. And I suggest using mediation to help you understand each other and grow towards a shared understanding of how to work together. And because time is one of the most valued resources for a startup, I'd recommend choosing working relationships where they share values whenever you can from the start. It will save you a lot of time and emotional energy. One last thing I want to mention that you should be cautious of is that many people assume that friendship is an indicator that your values align perfectly. But it isn't necessarily so. You can have friends who you love and appreciate, but with who you have significant differences when it comes to core values. Just because you're friends with someone or like them as a person doesn't mean you'll be a good fit to work together over the long term. So keep that in mind. Still ask yourself, what are their values? Write it down and compare it to yours before you decide to go into any type of working relationship with someone who you really like or that is someone that's close to you like a friend. I want to wrap up with this quote by the author Leanne Jacobs who wrote Beautiful Money, The 4-Week Total Wealth Makeover. It says, quote, If an opportunity is not aligned with what matters most to you, your core values, let it pass the opportunities that don't make your soul sing or that you can't be excited about just end up taking space where a better opportunity could be. Don't settle for something fine. Wait for something great. Unquote. And that's my wish for you. Just like business opportunities should be aligned with what matters most to you with your core values, make sure that the working relationships you choose are with people who care about what you care about too, that you have shared values. That's a great foundation to share and to start off from. And that's it for this episode. If there's one thing I want you to take away from our time today, it's this. No matter where in your startup journey you are, Make sure you understand yourself, that you understand your core values and the values of your business. It will help you make strategic relationships and business decisions, and if you communicate it clearly, it will help pull people in that share your values. Will doing this protect you from having work relationships that turn bad or toxic? The short answer is that it can. And it's a good foundation to start with. The longer, more complex answer is that, as with most things in life, there are no guarantees. But understanding your core values will help you in many areas of your business and life, including your working relationships. In the next few weeks, we're going to be talking all about the different types of working relationships you might be considering or might be in. We'll look at what is the difference between a partner and a co-founder, and what to look for in a co-founder, and what to look for in partnerships. We'll talk about what a co-founder or partnership agreement is, what it includes, and why you need one. We'll look at what to look for in a coach, what you need in a mentor, and how to know if you either need a coach or a mentor or both. I'll also cover what to look for in employees and how to know if you need to hire someone or if you should outsource tasks for the stage you're at. For now, it's just important for me to know that you know that knowing your core values will help you make all of these decisions. Next week, we'll continue this conversation by looking at what the difference between a partnership and a co-founder is and how to know what you need to think of when considering it. If you have a specific question about partnerships or co-founding, send me a voice message through my website, startupadvantagepodcast.com and I'll include your message and an answer for you when we cover it in an upcoming episode. This is your Startup Advantage where entrepreneurship is considered a team sport. So please share it with a friend who will benefit from it by sending them a link to to StartupAdvantagePodcast.com. Stay safe and have an amazing week.